G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. What what high octaves I'm speaking at today. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am Race Decanus. No, no, I just recently listened to an episode from 2017 and I assure you, you are, you your voice has, has crumbled it yeah. is. It sounds like an old man in <laughs> a retirement home. Which has deteriorated been... more, his voice or his entire body? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's not a video podcast. Uh, we have no <laughs> records was... of what he looked like in 2017. Sometimes we post pictures. Sometimes we post pictures. I do yeah. not look at those pictures. No, do not. Oh, my gosh. There's a picture from when we first started. And I know you guys know the ones where we put the things in our hair. Yeah. Oh, yep. I was and thinking you know that picture. I... Do not look at that picture. Just no. do not look at that picture. No, that the, wor- not... the one that is worse. And when I say worse, I mean for you two, because I look hotter every year. Uh, is the, is the one where we like we had clearly just started because we're all holding our little cutouts of our characters. Like I'm holding my Baroness cutout. I feel like that's like a couple years in. No, Didn't Jordan, was it? do that for us. Uh, I want to uh, say that was that was when we were recording at the Chanshin North originally. Yes, it was. So that would have been year one or two. Yeah, I I, I think it was like a pretty early on thing. I want to say 2016. That's what I'll say. Uh, no, yeah, no. look at that picture, which we should no. totally recreate at some no. point, uh, just mm. to really mark oh, the Lord. mark the passage of time. Terrible idea. I love it. I love it. I think every every five years of this podcast, we should take another aging photo. So there's a picture above my TV that we got taken and I got blown up on a canvas of the day we adopted uh, uh, our daughter. Right. Wonderful day. Twenty. uh, Oh, no. Twenty eighteen was the day. And my beard is all full red. There's no gray in it. And my kid, she says to me, she sees the picture. She goes, Daddy. Why is your beard so gray now? And I just sort of looked at her and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what happened between then and now. It, it gets stressful. That's what I'm saying. It, uh, it'll wear you down. Um, and it apparently drops three octaves from your voice. The only reason I said that is because TV's Robert Clark Chan, TV's Gina Ippolito here with me today, since no one will introduce themselves. Listen, I if Chan doesn't do it, I can't do it. I am he's the he's the you know holdup. He, he causes bad, the look, ten car pile up that makes influence. me not yeah. be able to. You know what, to. Gina? You're hundred percent correct. hundred <laughs> percent blame goes to Chan. When he look does it correctly, boy. do it correctly. There's no there's no pile up. The thing is, if Chan knows he's supposed to do it and there's no guest here to prompt him. To be good, he's not going to be good. He's just not. He's going to say, oh, I see what you want me to do. I am Michigan J. Frog. I will not be singing right now. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the dynamic of this show in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Mm-hmm. So, Chan, so, Chan, you recently listened to our Bruno the Kid episode mm-hmm. uh, from 20, when was it? 17. 2017 and you said we me and you both sound remarkably different on that episode 
I said you. Oh, uh, I, I was kind of hoping to lump you in with me. Here's the thing. <laughs> I uh, I listened to about 45 seconds of that podcast. That's all you needed. That's all you um, needed. Are you not- sure it was Ray that you were listening to? <laughs> Thank you. Who knows? I could have been in New York working on Murphy Brown at that time. I mean, he did say your voice was several octaves higher. Maybe it was me. <laughs> it's very been- possible. Yeah. You know yeah. what? This is now a conspiracy. <laughs> I have to I have to take the uh the supposed host at his at, at their word when they said that uh they were Ray and that Gina was away um not not uh writing a network television show but in fact making jello shots. So I guess uh, jello shots for the 4th of July. Yeah. They are equally good reasons to to miss a podcast. Not, not even drinking them like like we were recording on the 4th of July and you know like I have a party or whatever like that just making just yeah do you know how many hours it takes to make over 200 different flavored different colored jello shots Uh, that are still patriotic for the 4th of July you could plan better and like not make that time during our podcasting time listen I don't set when holidays are you can't make jello shots two days in advance they get rubbery I mean, that, make good points, Jan. Hmm. You know what? I choose not to support your alcoholism. <laughs> I am going to uh, be the uh, snobby straight edge guy who's like, I, I you've probably had body. more of those Jello shots than I have over the years. I would probably, yeah. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Anyway, we are back with more Sigma Six. Everybody, this is episode two of season two. Of G.I. Joe Sigma 6, the episode is called Invasion. I don't know exactly why it's called Invasion. And uh, I don't know why the previous episode was called Hidden. I'll go ahead and say oh, it. Because the, oh, I can explain this to you. Oh, thank God. The, the previous episode was called Hidden because there was a hidden person behind the scenes that you does not get revealed until the last couple of minutes. But this they don't was, really get but, revealed, do they? We don't know. We no, still don't technically don't know, know who no, they no, are. No, so it, wouldn't no, this episode I, be I called say, Still Hidden? No, no, la- no. Because last episode it was it was the fact that it was uh, uh, um, not Hawk. Who's the other guy? Stone. Stone. Yeah. That like we don't know. We didn't really see Stone oh, until the right. end. So okay. Stone okay. was yeah, the yeah. one that was hidden because like because like there were hidden people looking out, either looking out for the Joes okay. or sabotaging the Joes. You yep. know what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get this, behind that. This one is called Invasion because their entire ship is invaded from within and without. Yeah, but it's a computer virus. Wouldn't sabotage have been a better name? It works on multiple levels. Thank you, Chan. Thank you. Wow. Wait, not Chan, minor, well, it minor, minor, minor on multiple levels, but it <laughs> does work on multiple <laughs> levels. Um, I did appreciate that this episode opens with a last time on Sigma Six. Helpful. Me too. Yeah. Uh, thank you for letting me know what we just watched. Sometimes it's been a while and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would like to know. Thank you for telling me. Look, every time Game of Thrones would do a previously on, I'd be like, I remember that character now from three seasons ago. Bet they died today. <laughs> yeah, it, it is helpful to know uh, who's being murdered because they, they don't forget this guy exists. 
Okay. You know, my favorite part of the uh, Game of Thrones entire series is when they had this wonderful storyline, like subversive storyline, with the blacksmith, uh, 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 blacksmith kid being the actual true heir to the throne, and then they put him on a boat halfway through the show, and then never talk about him ever again. Uh, which also, speaking of which, whatever, whatever happened to Hawks kid? Well, he did appear in the finale. He was in Zeus part one and two, if I remember correctly. Uh, he did not yeah. Test well so he, so is demo. that why Hawk's not around? He, he's like a politician that's like, I I realized I had to spend more time with my family. No, this has nothing to do with that man in the in the public bathroom that I fucked. Yeah. Regrettably, Scott is the Hunter Biden of G.I. Jones. Oh. Okay. Okay. He brought cocaine into the pit. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying <laughs> to say. Is that how he made the robot dog come to life? It was it was cocaine. Gina, the thing you need to understand, that robot dog never came to life. <laughs> it was purely the drugs that Scott was on. And Cobra was like, I need them drugs. Good to know. Good to know. That's how it went. Um, so Agent N27, they say it a few times. Cobra Agent N27 has reported the N word. uh, (laughs) I I felt uncomfortable. I felt very uncomfortable about it. Yes. Uh, Uh, You can also uh, just yell bingo at any point during the uh, show Uh and feel Uh smart. Funny. Feel Uh Uh, Cobra commander is on the case. He says it's the next phase of the terror drone project. And I love, I love it when a show does this, when a reboot uh, when a different take on a property calls something like they kind of mess with the terminology, the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 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 did this at the uh, the uh, extra scene for Sonic the Hedgehog two. They go like Project Shadow, and yeah. it's going to be Shadow the Hedgehog, but they call it Project Shadow. So it's like some top secret undercover government operation to set up the third movie. I'm into it. I'm also into Terror Drone Project. Let's go. It's not an actual terror drone. It's just what we called this very loose set of ideas that we're working with. Uh, yeah, I also love this. I love it anytime there's like uh, uh, something something that they know the audience knows, but they don't they don't spell it out too much. There's just like a sound sting. I like it. A sound sting. It's like if one of us, like, like, let's just say if next week one of us uh, dies or we think one of us dies and then like three years from now on our podcast, we're like, uh, uh, we're we're like, we have found a new guest, a new host. And then we're like, uh, next week we have a very exciting guest. Let's just say there's a chance someone wasn't dead. And then, and then it's like, are you saying that Gambit is going to be the host? Yeah. Listen, I don't, I, I couldn't think of GI Joe music that everyone knows fast enough. And I've been writing, I've been writing X Men breakdowns for new rock stars for the past three weeks. It's all that's in my head. So what I love about this is we have just theorized that me or Chan, definitely not Gina, died in the next week. Mm-hmm. Very, very plausible, quite honestly. 
I mean, she already beforehand, she was talking about giving our names to some executive who clearly oh, wanted us talk about taken this. out. Yes. Like, she wants us to look, Gina. <laughs> look, here's the deal. I'm just gonna Gina, if I'm gonna tell the story, I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your spotlight. Gina talked to some high powered executives, and she happened to mention <laughs> I'm on Knowing Is Half the Podcast. He goes, That's great. Who are your co-hosts? And she described me and Chan in the worst way physically possible. <laughs> no, I described you as you actually are after Yeah, the worst to way the physically possible. You got you got yeah. to embellish a little. Let's when go. When someone in a meeting asks who your co-hosts are, they want you to say Daniel Tosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you they, can just say want... Daniel Tosh. That's yeah, fine. you should have said Daniel Tosh. I'll, I'll do my they best. They want Tosh you to impression. say Amy Schumer and Daniel Tosh. Uh, and I started out by saying, "Oh yeah, I co-host you with two other comedians. I put you on the same level as me." And then they said, "Oh, what have what have they done? What are their names?" And then I said, "Uh, <laughs> let me get back to you." I I, I actually did say. <laughs> Uh oh! Oh, now we find out. We didn't even hear the whole story. God damn it! I I actually didn't say. Have you heard of the Who Would Win podcast? And he goes, and he said no. And I said, oh, uh, what about a wrestling podcast called (laughs) AEW? What about a wrestling podcast? Any of them? (laughs) Have you heard one? Yeah, he's on there. No. And then I said, okay. I mean, to be fair, they hadn't heard of knowing us half the podcast until you told them about it either. So I don't feel. <laughs> yeah, but you're always so bragging bad. about how who would win is much more popular. It's way more popular, I mean- Gina. It is ten times more popular than this show. <laughs> I have the metrics to prove it. Uh, that, but that uh, that is not saying a whole lot. Look, who would win? I'm sorry. Now, who would win? Show is in the top ten percent of downloaded podcasts in the United States of America. That is that's that not is not true. to be argued. That can't be true. The, no, there's who, no way that's no, true. No, it's a, based on based on here's the deal. It's a hundred percent true. I promise you. <laughs> I will tell you off air how I know. And knowing it's half the podcast is in the top fifty percent of all podcasts. It uh, seems very unlikely. I'm telling you, that's how many podcasts there are, Chan. Oh, yeah. Okay, like I, when you, when you do the numbers, when you're like when you're like, uh, oh, uh, uh, you're uh, like a really unique person, uh, you know, out of seven billion people, you know, um, it seems the numbers kind of overwhelm you. But like, I yes. guess probably everybody in the world now has at least one podcast so what if we what if we hear me out you're gonna you're gonna say no to this off the bat but i want you to really go home and think about it what if we started highlandering every other podcast host uh until we are the only ones left i realize it sounds like that might take the rest of our lives but Mm -hmm. i i think three of us can take down a lot of podcast hosts uh well one if you behead another podcast host you don't get their listeners (laughs) um that's the first flaw in your plan go somewhere uh the second is that uh we would not have time to do the podcast because we would be busy beheading other podcast hosts Ugh. so i'm sure we can how much extra time do you have per day <laughs> i'm sure we can iron out the kinks all we need to do is make a spreadsheet 
number three, I'm not really much of a sword guy anymore. So like, <laughs> no, I'm assuming know. we would poison their microphones. Ooh, that's okay. Well, th- then we would have to start with the with the hosts who actually put their mouth on the microphone <laughs> and possibly suck it, possibly eat the microphone. Gina, I'm the only one dying in this plan. I, I could see you accidentally poisoning your own microphone and then not realizing it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> anyway, we go back to the Sea Titan. Now, the Sea Titan. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't yeah. believe I didn't pause. For I that. forgot yeah. about that one. That's a good one. That this is that's night. a really good one. Look, this Cobra Commander actor is getting it done. I'm just saying. He's doing okay. He's no Frank Todaro, but we'll we'll accept him. You know, he's he's second tier. He's I mean A tier, not S tier. Isn't everybody compared to Frank? Yeah. I love the fact that we're now on the Sea Titan submarine G.I. Joe base. This is where we are now. This is our new world order. And uh Lieutenant Stone turns to high tech and says, High tech, here's the keys to the ship. Fuck with whatever you want. Yeah, this is this is what you should do if you're ever given like a super expensive thing. Like if someone is like, here's a here's a Bugatti Ray. Uh, I don't oh, know. Take a, take a crap in it if you want. Yeah, I love it. Take take a crap in it if you want, sir. If Andrew uh, Tate ever gave me a Bugatti, I guarantee I would take a crap in it. So oh, that is oh, wait, all, all, are all the Bugattis that are left in the world all owned by Andrew Tate? <laughs> Sadly, they are. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Regretful. Uh, I disagree with you because I feel like if you have a tech nerd, you just give him your shit. He's like, look, I, ha- I have this computer. I've got all this fancy uh, audio equipment. It's uh, here. Do something with it. And they're going to do something with it. Oh, and I, I, Chan, I will disagree. Disagree with you. If you give a tech nerd all your shit, next thing you know, your base submarine is mining Bitcoin and the servers fry. You know what? I think if you give it to uh, um, a podcast co-host, they might do that. <laughs> Could be anybody. Could be anybody we're talking about right now. A person who actually knows what they're doing with technology probably <laughs> would not. I you love kill, that. Story you killed so Ray. Much. This is this is exactly what I said coming to life. Uh, uh, Does that week. mean we get us who would win, listeners? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that would be good for the show. You know, James would have him replaced within thirty seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but all the listeners would be here now. <laughs> oh, so they get the ship back online. Okay, now let's cut back to Destro. I love Destro. He's one of my favorite. Absolute favorite characters, obviously Cobra Commander as well. And I do love that. I, I love uh, Destro too, and he's a real bitch in this one, and I'm here for it. Like he is a bitch. <laughs> he eats poop, but I think he retains his own space. I really yeah, do. I, no, I mean like he's not not. I don't mean like he's like Cobra Commander's bitch. I mean like he's like a bitch. Like every time Cobra Commander, a caddy like bitch. Cl- yeah, a caddy bitch. Like every time yes. Cobra Commander. You know, Hold goes on. outside of earshot. Destro's like, geez, yeah. like someone's got his period today. No, I, I got your back. Priority message from Cobra Commander. Yes, everything's a priority with Cobra Commander. <laughs> I love it. I love, it. I love mm-hmm. bitchy Destro. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's a little bit of a throwback to Sunbow G.I. Joe. I do feel that in this version, they're a little more antagonistic to each other and a little less polite. 
So I didn't care for it as much, but I did really like it a lot. Yeah, it's uh, the 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 relationships between the high command uh, in Cobras is not it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Wait, are you uh, talking about the makes... episode you you was that your review of the episode or just bitchy Destro? Well, no, just the 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 fact that like Cobra Commander is being such a jerk and like being uh, overt about it too. Like if you fail, it's your fault. If you succeed, it was yeah. all my <laughs> doing. I'm like, dude, you don't tell your underlings that you yeah. think it. And you do it, but you don't say it to their face. That does That's feel like something that, it, like, that, you know, wasn't in a writer's first draft. And then the execs were like, okay, so what's like Cobra Commander's attitude here? And the writer was like, oh, well, it's very much a, if you do this right, it was my idea. If you do it's right. And they were, and like the exec was like, ooh, spell that out. And they were like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah. Cause that's exactly a thing Cobra Commander and original Sunbow would do. But it's nothing he would say out loud. Uh, also, I think that is kind of the difference between or the reason why this episode took such a nosedive in quality over the last episode. I feel like they were so busy doing stuff last episode that they didn't really have time to get out this kind of nonsense. It was like, you know what? We're just going to do the thing. We're not going to tell you about the thing. And then here they've got a little more space. They're like, all right, we're going to spell it out for the slow people. Yeah, a little few too many reaction scenes, but not enough action scenes. Whereas the previous episode was wall to wall action scenes where the show couldn't get it in its own way with dialogue. This one felt pretty actiony to me. Like once, I mean, once the, this one went pretty quickly, I think. I mean, look, once you transform your little boat into an SDF one, you're gonna get a like, a, like a, a, some some excitement going there, but I don't know. There was actually that much action. They launched a couple missiles, yeah, uh, but uh, not wall to wall. They no, shot I'm at the they shot at one. the boat. They 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 shot at it. They got they near. They shot it. at it. Yeah. I, look, I love the fact that Destro like whines and complains. I, I I didn't ask for the sound poll, but I did mark it here that everything is a priority with Cobra Commander, and I'm like, that's delightful. Yep. Yeah, I've had those bosses before, and they are interminable. Yep. Uh, Chan, you know, they don't let you work from home. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm doing very kind, very nicely with my office now. Guys, don't mind me. I'm just trying to get Robert Clark Chan in trouble at work. Don't. That's the <laughs> only. That's literally my only goal. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything. Carry on. He's too smart to tell people he works with that he does a podcast. One hundred percent lesson <laughs> learned over many long years. Oh, I that, tell everybody I work with that I do a podcast. It's called the Who Would Win Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Oh, god damn it! What are you, an executive in Hollywood? The point I'm trying to make is Cobra Commander tells Destro change of plans. I'm giving you coordinates. Head there. You were going to test your vulture jets out here. You're actually going to test them in live fire against GI Joe. Send them in. I'm into it. Hey, can I say for the record that uh, I was really expecting more from these vulture jets than we got? I yes, thought yes. Something cool. Look a little cool. They just look like normal ass planes and did normal ass plane things. 
They were boring ass jets. You know what? Take out the word vulture, call them Aaron Rodgers jets because they sank before the season started. Wow. Not the first football reference I'm about to make everybody. <laughs> uh, actually, it is the first football reference you're about to make. Not the last football reference I'm about to make everybody. That's probably a little uh, more accurate. Did you know the Michigan Wolverines just won the national championship? That's not a reference. That's just a straight-up fact drop Mm -hmm. that is data. I went to the Rose Bowl. It was pretty great. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. It's Tunnel Rat. That's what I wrote right here in my notes right here. I was so happy last episode (laughs) because there was no Tunnel Rat. And... Tunnel rat, gonna tunnel rat. Oh, this oh, is... we we have multiple tunnel rat abomination sequences Ugh. about to uh incoming, if you will. And he drags uh not Heavy roadblock duty. with him. But yeah, at least roadblock. he's eating real food this episode. I mean, it, it his uh... bugs are referenced, but like at least he's eating normal, healthy, delicious foods. But then this... he freaking drags drags yeah. dude bro in with it. They just start eating cold sausages out of the fridge. <laughs> Hell this yeah. is a problem. This is a problem I have with anime is apparently in the world of anime, in the zeitgeist of anime. Everyone loves to eat. Human beings just walk to a fridge, open the fridge, and just start hauling things into their mouth from the fridge. There's no preparation. There's no heating anything up. That's how just I eat. grab things and eat them. Yes, that is how people should eat. No, that is outrageous. Cold, what are you talking pizza? about? Yes. Lynx sausages, like I'm a big old they're long... pre-cooked. Or maybe uh, they're like the little have like you eat, Gina, hold on, no, no, no. Gina, have you eaten a pre-cooked sausage cold? I I would not, but I'm also like weird about meat, but I but like the little what right, about like little one. jars of like tiny tiny sausages, little jarred sausages. Vienna sausages. Yeah, I'd eat a cold Vienna sausage. Yeesh. Also gross, just for the I, record. I would not. If I got I a little smoky, I would okay. pop it in the microwave like a normal human being. <laughs> little smokies are one of the most delicious foods on the planet. Mm-hmm. Would never dream of eating them cold. No, that's ridiculous. That's outrageous. What yeah, if you this cook is it and then upsetting. it like sits at room temperature for like a little while and it's a little Still cold? Good. Would you eat it then? Still that good. Fine? Yes, that's I would. Like yanked right from the goddamn refrigerator. <laughs> Yeah, maybe someone had just had just cooked them and had just put them back in the refrigerator. So they're still all kinda... the lights are off, <laughs> and there no there's no one in there. They specifically reference <laughs> that there's no one in the kitchen. Gina, this fabrication of yours <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, I I did like that Firefly is here, like um, enabling them on their quest. It shows that it, it kind of. You know, we're not being lazy about the betrayal that no doubt down the line we're going to see. He is going out of his way to be useful to the good guys. Yeah. Um, Also, at one point, Tunnel Rat is double donging these cold sausages. And I am not I am not enjoying that. Uh, Does that mean does that mean Lady in the Tramping? That means he's holding one sausage in each hand. And rubbing his mouth on one after another back and forth. <laughs> oh, How do you, you eat sausages, Ray? <laughs> Mr. I Fancy? That, that was Gina's <laughs> next 
<laughs> the answer is exactly like that. And I'm just angry that a character <laughs> I hate is mimicking me. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get there at some point, but like this was a cool Firefly episode. Honestly, yes. He has a moment that's like, I just wrote here, Bamf. Like he's, I mean, he's pretty cool the whole episode, which I like because I thought I thought for sure they would reveal him in this episode. Like I was like, like, like these shows are not good at playing the long game. Yeah, they they like introduce shit and then resolve it immediately. So I thought for sure uh, it would be it would be resolved. And the fact that it wasn't, but that they were like, hey, you can kind of see why people think he's cool. Right. And like might not want to think that he's the traitor. I this scene yes the scene at the end where he goes ham on all the bats yes the tomato scene oh no we'll get no the tomato no, scene deserves its own its own moment robert clark <sighs> jam that would win me over Holy in a second crap. by the way i'm gonna try and hold my tongue hold up for that for a second <laughs> because our our heroes here get caught and they're uh uh going to go on operation diet it's is a thing so let's get away from this storyline and the rock, uh, the vehicle. We were familiar with it from last season. It's been upgraded. Long range is happy with this. Uh, there is a, there is a high tech, you know, our, our tech guy, high tech. He is now upgrading all of the vehicles and we meet a new fancy Jeep called the vamp. The vamp, ladies and gentlemen, not particularly impressive of a vehicle. No, not really, no. It's because it's the vehicle that you uh, that is vamping while you wait for the good vehicle, yeah. like the well, opening act at a stand-up show. Exactly. While I'm waiting on the actual cool thing to show up, here's the vamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is where, okay, Chad, here we go. Now we go to Firefly and Tunnel Rat are on the top of the ship, this submarine, submersible uh, battleship vessel. And they're resting, they're getting some sun, they're hanging out. At which point, Heavy Duty comes in on them, we have a scene. Firefly has given Tunnel Rat a whole tomato to eat. And, uh, Chen, do you want to talk about what Tunnel Rat does with this tomato? I have sent you a screenshot of it. Oh, is there a new screenshot of the tomato here? Oh, God. Oh, no. Ew, I I don't care for that. Just, uh, that I don't, is, I don't care for that. Although that is drink, how long my tongue is and how I eat tomatoes. Drink it in. Um, yeah. I'm just going to call it what it is. Body horror. Yep. Uh, his tongue is much longer than Gene Simmons uh, uh, could have ever been in his kiss era uh, days. <sighs> it, 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 he, he eats the tomato whole with a tongue that reaches out no less than two feet from his body. The gimmick of him, like, eating whatever. Great. Uh, you you want to do a gag where he uh, uh, just, like, horfs a tomato. Hey, a tomato is a weird choice. It's a weird choice for yes. Firefly to be carrying around. It's yes. a weird choice for these two to be seriously into. Disagree. Um, like disagree. First- if this was New Jersey disagree. and someone pulled out a Jersey Fresh tomato... Uh-huh. everyone would be on it. Okay, I'm going to expand that sentence a little for you. If someone pulled out a Jersey Fresh tomato from... New Jersey. No, 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 no. Where are they carrying that Jersey Fresh tomato? Uh, in a tomato sack. 
Uh, there is no tomato sack on Firefly's <laughs> military I uniform. He, I assume he has a utility belt, and one of the pockets is filled with tomatoes. He ends up handing out, I want to say, five tomatoes. Uh, three. Five. Three, three tomatoes total. <laughs> so you think he kept them in his in his butt? I don't know where they were, but a tomato, as opposed to say an apple. If there was an apple, I'd be like, okay. He's carrying around apples. Apples, you know, uh, can be crunchy and hard. Look, you know, I'm in favor of Tunnel Rat like ingesting that. that much arsenic. A tomato. A t- who Where the fuck carries a tomato, tomato in their pocket? Who carries multiple tomatoes? Three tomatoes ever. in their pocket. Listen, if I, if this was still if this was still like the the nineties and I was wearing some cargo pants, I might have a tomato in one of those pockets. What okay. are you even talking about right now? I'm just going to check real quick here and see if Firefly is wearing Jinkos. <laughs> no, he's not. There's nowhere to hold that weird ass tomato. And <laughs> there's no reason for him to have a goddamn tomato. Yes, there is. Tomatoes are. Uh, do you know how many tomatoes I eat in a day? Look, I just there's a lot of antioxidants. I, I just, appreciate that. You yeah. don't eat them whole, including stem. Yeah, this the stem part is weird. You absolutely eat them whole. You just take a bite and then shake on a little salt and then take another bite, shake on a little salt. What is happening right now? Yeah, no, they, I understand where you're coming from. Yes, thank you. The logistics of it do not make sense. And if you are trying, if, they're doing the thing where like uh, he's a cool guy, but also. A little bit of like, he's what, a bad what boy. Are you doing? Are you trying to like, uh, um, bribe these people so that they're you know friends with you? Are you trying to get them hooked on something like a drug dealer? There's just like a, like a little gray area there where he's being a little bit uh, weird about it. Uh, you should be a little suspicious of him. Uh, but tomato is just uh, crazy pants, crazy town. It's bananas. I don't understand. I don't like it at all. It. It's it does not belong. I mean, I will say that there's there is a chance that maybe he was supposed to like give them candy, and this was like an exec note. I mean, this was like prime right fucking healthy eating yes. days when one hundred percent. Who was president right now during this episode? Is this Obama times? This is uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh oh, two thousand six. Okay, Six. but I mean there were like a, a lot of healthy eating initiatives yes. that were started in the 2000s. That's so it's possible that they were like, oh, have him give him like a jelly baby, like a, a cool thing that Doctor Who offers. And uh, some and what some exec was like, it needs to be something healthy, like yes, an apple. I and then they were like, like nah, nah, we want to make it. We want it. We don't want to do apple. That's like that's that's Squaresville. Let's make it a tomato. And that's crazy town. Yeah, that is bonkers. Which one do you want, Squaresville or Crazy Town? What I love about this is this insanity happens in front of us, and then they have a full conversation about, is Lieutenant Stone too uptight? You guys are eating tomatoes whole with your prehensile tongues, Mm -hmm. asking, throwing shade at literally any other human being. No! Mm -hmm. No to this! Stone is right and you're wrong. I don't care what the question is. Yeah, I don't want to be on Stone's side, but I kind of have to be here because yeah. these people are not not right. Yeah, and Heavy Duty eats a tomato, and then there's a third tomato, and he gives it to Tunnel Rat, 
And Heavy Duty's like, hey, man, got another tomato for me? And I just question all the everything I've ever done in life. I don't know how I got here, and I'm not happy about it. At which point, you know, they comment, oh, that Firefly, <laughs> he's a real cool dude. But he only Yo, brought give me another tomato when I listen to anything. <laughs> See, that That's... was horrifying. Like, like such low standards. Like I, uh, uh, he's, he's uh and eating bugs. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's sort of we're Give sort me of tomato and I'll suck your dick in the realm of a drug dealer. Now, Chen, uh, I feel it's a little bit like too opening the curtain to show how we kept Gina on the show for eight years. Uh huh. But I there mean, it I is. If we have to reveal, yeah. Um, it's just been tomatoes. We hold out a tomato. Gina sucks it into her mouth with a two foot long tongue. <laughs> Listen, like, if someone, right, I would I'll let someone, that. depending on the job, I would let someone pay me in like really, really, really good tomatoes. I mean, Gina, we, this is I, why you're such a brilliant talent, but such a terrible <laughs> business person. <laughs> I spend a lot on tomatoes in a week. That that I also believe. Oh my gracious. Whenever there's a mission, Sigma Six is there. Sigma Six! This is it, the new G.I. Joe Devilfish on a high-speed recon mission. There's Hawk, the new Joe Commander. That's Beachhead, the Ranger, and that's Whitson. Devilfish has two torpedoes and twin guns on top, and they're gonna need it, because here comes Cobra. cobra got a new hydro set, and that's real dangerous with G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Devilfish, Cobra Hydro Sled, and Cobra and Joe figures each sold separately. Joe, Joe! Whenever there's a mission, Sigma Six is there. Sigma Six! All right, now here's the deal. Destro's here. Destro is ready to attack. Somebody replaced the G.I. Joe Sigma Six chips with branded Cobra chips. Which means... There's been an invasion, everybody. Thank you. That does mean there's been an invasion or there's about to be an invasion. Yeah. Here's the deal. Attack is on. Uh, Every single single vehicle has been upgraded with the exception of the vamp and what I thought was the dragonfly, but is the dragon hawk. It's not quite the Wild Bill Dragonfly. It is oh, a I miss drone version of the Dragonfly and way way less cool. I wish they would bring him back. Oh, my God. If Wild Bill showed up in an anime show, I don't even care if it's this one. If Wild Bill showed up on Bleach, I'd be into it. If Are Wild there ever Bill... mustaches in anime shows? I feel like f- facial hair is usually verboten. I'm just going to say right now, hashtag bring Wild Bill to Chainsaw Man. That's what I want to see. I'm into it. Fair enough. So, uh, uh, obviously, well, because the, the the everything's been corrupted, the Vamp and Dragonfly are the only two vehicles that will be in play later. And they do, oh, yeah, they and they, they sort of, like, uh, telegraph that ahead of time. Like, everything's plugged in except for these two things. Yeah. I, you know what? Good writing. I like that. I like that they yeah, do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what else is good writing? Uh, the the not at all ham fisted and shoehorned in uh, diversity uh, that we have on the GI Joe team. 
You know me well, that. amigo. You know yeah. me well, amigo. Listen to my very thick Mexican accent. Now here's so the deal. You know. Was was that spirit? <laughs> I say through clenched teeth, I don't actually know the answer. <laughs> that was, was uh, that spirit because he's was, been on the show and we was, haven't seen him and he needs a place. No. It could have been spirit. How did we feel about the laughing Cobra logo? I I mean, uh, um, I thought it was fine up until Duke, uh, as all of the green uh, G.I. Joe screens are being covered up with this laughing red Cobra. After like ten minutes, Duke is like, "It's Cobra." <laughs> oh, was yeah. is that what? It, are you sure that's what? Because I can't. I, I yeah. I don't know if there's enough clues yet to establish properly that that was Cobra doing the this. Symbol of our one good. enemy. It gave me some good Jurassic Park vibes. I wanted Cobra to be like, "Uh, uh, uh." You didn't say the magic word. I- I love the Cobra symbol. I would argue right now, the Cobra logo is a top five all-time anything logo. It's one of the most iconic, recognizable, awesome-looking logos ever. Ever. That said, seeing it animated to laugh, I I felt a little uncomfortable by that. Uh, I like it. The, I think it's be- extra spooky. They they had their graphics guy take extra time to make that just for their attack. And it took him literally 17 seconds. And was, I would like to say work well done. Want to put into your head the image of Dennis Nedry as <laughs> Destro? <laughs> just let that simmer in your brain. <laughs> See what that does for you. <laughs> now. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Oh, 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 Cobra Commander. <laughs> Throughout this episode, we haven't talked about it. There's been a countdown sequence starting at 6 minutes somehow. And it's finally I know, over. It started way back. It was like 4 yeah. and a half hours or something like that. Oh, was it like that they had, long? They had oh. to fly a distance to get to this place. All right. Well, here's the deal. The countdown's over. We have been cutting to it intermittently through the episode. And once we hit zero, everything gets effed up. Cobra has taken over most of the systems of the submersible GI Joe base. Yep. And they say, we got to reset. We got to get this thing online. High tech in roughly three seconds knows the protocols for getting his shit back. Sure. He's That's his job. That's his thing. Yeah. That's why you give your shit to the smart tech guy. And weirdly enough, oh, yeah, the smart tech guy, had he been smarter, he would have got the vamp and dragonfly taken off the board as well. So hold up a second here. Well, I mean, mean, he was smart enough to uh, keep those free just in case. I mean, I I believe it's going to work out. Um, So we get those two vehicles and Destro's opening salvo. And I like this. He has the vulture gunships, which are nothing to brag about. He drops a bunch of bats, battle android troopers, on the deck of the ship and starts fighting. And there is a massive 
battle that happens right now? Uh, don't hate it. Yeah, it was a fun I, I, I enjoyed this. It was very fun. Uh, anytime I have, androids uh, rain from the sky, it's terrifying. Uh, anytime you get anime missiles, that's one of my favorite things in the world. Mm. Mm. Just mm. go flying and then they just go off in weird ass directions. And then there's like a cluster of them. And there's like 8 billion missiles, you know, homing in on this one point. Eh, it really uh, warms my heart. You know mm. what? Yeah. I didn't know I liked that until you said it. Now I like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and here's our Firefly moment. Firefly is late to the battle. And he, uh, there's a bat about to take out the entire, like, uh, bridge. Wait, Chan has to play the moment instead oh, of Oh, okay, you. go ahead, go ahead. Uh. Yeah, he's not ready for that. Is it hot out here, or is it just me? <laughs> Dude, I love he's... it because, like, it, it gives me some very distinct Will Arnett, like, Joe Bluth moment. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right. it, like, just that intonation is so ridiculous that it seems like a Will Arnett doing a buffoon, but they meant it to be cool. Yeah, because he's coming out of a fire, you know, like a big old explosion. He's walking slowly and cool and, you know. And he has uh, And it is cool. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's gearing up as he's doing it, and he's like putting his sunglasses down in a in a David Caruso moment, which yes, would have right. already been a thing in two thousand six. But yeah, his intonation. Can I, uh, can we hear it one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Think Joe Bluth. Is it hot out here, or is it just me? Michael. This is like right before Joe Booth does like a fire trick that goes horribly wrong. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Firefly is an absolute bamf in this moment. He just comes in and takes over the whole battle, saves everybody. I like that we are taking our time before inevitably Firefly disappoints us all. He's one of my favorite Cobra characters. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He yeah, I do like awesome. that. There, I do like this. Would this would genuinely be upsetting? Like, if there was some real cool, per, like, cool new guy at the office that everyone was like, "Oh wow, look at this dude! He's throwing out one liners. He's playing with fire. He's got pants with tomatoes in them." Uh, like that, it. that betrayal would hurt all the more. I, I'm sorry. I was with you up until the pants part. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, let him go. Let him go. We do not need that kind of like bruised produce in our organization. No, he's got a little something extra. He's cool. And he's he's got nutritious goods. On the scale of I'm just going to say the tomato is not a superfood. All right. Like uh, the nutritional density whoa, of the tomato. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that, that's it's Hard actually history. the only food that gets better the more you process it because it has more lycopene added each time you're actually doing Thank something. Thank you. It's very versatile. I of mean, course, show Gina me, likes I guarantee to you do not go a week without either eating pasta sauce or mm. uh or ketchup. Or uh, uh, chicken tikka masala, I guarantee you. Whoa, we we went pretty far afield. Look, the rule of threes is hard, Chan. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I was showing how versatile it is. Yeah. Well, t- first off, chicken tikka masala is not about the tomato; it's about the cream. The ketchup is about the sugar, not about the tomato, and the pasta sauce. I mean, frankly, it depends on where you get it from. I mean, I mean Gina could have just homemade, gone with any pizza about. at all, but she decided to go with chicken tikka masala. Yo, ah, uh, you don't like chicken tikka masala? Wait, 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 back up. What did you just say? Gina could have gone with any what? Pizza. That thing that has tomato sauce on it. Ray, do you think that chicken tikka masala is a pizza topping? You know what? If you've been to... Uh, uh, 786. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do, sir. Yes, yeah. I do. You do know that that is a pizza topping based on an Indian dish. And that is why it is uh, special and amazing. It's not just a pizza topping. Guys, I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> guys, all the rest of you just walk away. This is just for me and Chan to geek <sighs> out about the pizza place right down the street from my house that makes chicken tikka masala pizza. That is one of the best tasting things outside of the Korean uh, 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 bulgogi pizza they make. The mm-hmm. greatest pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Chan, mm-hmm. how do you pronounce that word that, that Ray just said? Bulgogi. Okay. Oh, what am I, white? Oh. Uh, also, I would like it to uh, put on the record that I was the one that introduced you to that restaurant. You didn't even know existed. You did. And then place. he showed up on an episode of Hulu's Pizza Makers or whatever the hell it was called. And dude won the episode. Like, he's really oh, no good kidding. at pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. He's also so apparently some sort of libertarian weirdo. We Uh-oh. try to ignore that when we buy the pizza. That's fair. Oh, yeah. that pizza is yeah. going to poison you at some point then because he believes in self-regulating. <laughs> yeah, but like he also knows flavor and he won't be hindered by the government on flavor. <laughs> and I'm here for it. You know what? Uh, the flavor tariffs that the Biden's been passing. That's, uh, that's Look, terrible okay. stuff, man. Nobody, nobody on this show supports Joe Biden as president more than me. But the flavor <laughs> tariffs have got to stop. <laughs> Guy Fieri has been beaten down enough by you, Joe Biden. Let Flavortown thrive. I really wish we could just end the episode on that. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we could have. No one would complain. No one would complain. (laughs) They wouldn't. (laughs) Um, Well, we've reached peak Fieri. Time to go. (laughs) Well, this is what we all tune in for. (laughs) Oh, Ding, ding. Ray made the Guy Fieri reference. Time to bail out. <laughs> Pull the cord, everybody. We're aborting. Uh, I mean, we, we can't quite leave until, uh, as, as I mentioned before, the, the boat lifts out of the water. It does a uh, yeah. semi-transformation to yeah. look like uh, the giant-ass Macross ship. And yep, then it starts, does. you know, letting out missiles like the Macross ship. And I did not hate it. Did no, not it hate fun. it. It was fun. Uh, it's stupid and silly, but like in no sense. Like if if you're making an anime version of GI Joe, lean into that shit. Lean into those bits. That's what. That's how you're gonna get me. You're not wrong. No. <laughs> Look, they reboot the system. We get it going right now. All the vulture jets get destroyed in roughly 1.5 seconds. 
Destro, what were we testing here? Uh, These jets are nothing special. No, they're not. Not even Cobra like Commander was right to expose you. <laughs> this is bullshit. The Orion cannon on the G.I. Joe ship becomes online. Immediately, Destro's crew is like, we need to back off. We are done. We have no more vulture jets. The thing we were here to do is done. Let's go. Destro's like, no, man, we got him. And the Orion cannon is so powerful that G.I. Joe misses and still EMPs the entire airship that Destro is flying in and brings him down. Yep, yep. Every part of this is upsetting. Destro, look, but Destro is a bad field commander. He's a great uh, inventor. He's a great businessman. If you put him in charge of troops, he sucks. He yeah, sucks this so does, bad. This seems like he needed Baroness here, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Baroness yeah. is a good field commander. Remember in original G.I. Joe, Destro marched his troops on vehicles through a minefield because he got single-minded in purpose. He is a bad general. He is a good everything else. Don't put Destro in charge of your troops, you idiot. You know who should be put in charge of troops? A real multicultural person, someone uh, who's oh, not thanks, white Jan. and represents the vast panoply oh. of cultures that exist in our country and indeed the world. Vamanos! <laughs> uh, He's got my vote. How many... How many of these clips do you think I have? How many Not times enough, apparently. did I remember, we just... I distinctly remember doing it twice in the episode. Whether he did it more than that, I don't, I can't say. Look, I still contend that that's spirit, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward, yeah. Uh, high tech says we got to trace the virus. And within, again, two seconds, he goes, oh. It was an inside job. This chip is from inside the ship. There's somebody inside the ship who's dropping it. Now I contend. I contend. What if they swerve us and Firefly is not the saboteur? Here's the thing. Be kind of great. <clears throat> I just watched uh, the season four finale of uh, finale. Finality, Finality, yeah. Of uh, For All Mankind. Wow, brag much? And there were not one, but two giant swerves. Oh, uh, my God. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. Really? like Stop like, spoiling shit, Chan. It made the episode for me. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe that they like sort of like teed this up for us and then didn't uh, make it happen in, in a way that like worked that, that oh made me happier based on uh, what you're saying i never expected that plot line to work out yeah 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 i'm, I'm just i'm just saying like uh um people die a lot in this show and it's great it's wonderful it's a uh, uh, ron d moore uh project and it's fantastic it's a very good uh, show you like people die and you're like oh god no please don't go and so you're like lining up expecting to see some people die and when they don't uh, I'm like, oh my god! Look how they played me. 
I feel I it feels great because like Yo. they they really Yo. did it. I introduced much. Robert Clark Chan to For All Mankind after I had finished season three. And he's like, ah, maybe I'll check it out. Robert Clark Chan is that type of Christian <clears throat> that a Christian like uh, brings into the fold and then somehow becomes more Christian than you. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? Robert Clark Chan is that person. But for all mankind, the wonderful show on Apple TV. Indeed. Uh, my point being that this show will not do that. It absolutely will not uh, swerve us in a in a way that uh, uh, subverts our expectations and delights us simultaneously. My cat, about my cat Joe, has lost for patience for this podcast, uh, which means we've got to wrap it up soon. <laughs> oh, this is over very soon. Gina, we're like 45 plus minutes before we would normally end. And yet, here's you complaining. Listen, Gina, if you would just catch up to For All Mankind, then Thank you'd be you. on board with us and you tell your cat to go take a hike. Anyway, they find out it's an inside job and the dragon hawk, not dragonfly, dragon hawk gets stolen. They thought Lieutenant Stone was aboard. Even th- and this is absurd to me because story wise, we see Lieutenant Stone get out of the vehicle. We see the vehicle fly away. Then the people in the bridge go, "Oh, the Dragon Hawk's flying away. Is Lieutenant Stone on board? Is he the traitor?" But we, as an audience, know, no idiots, he is not. And then almost immediately, somebody's like, "Oh, there's Lieutenant Stone. I think it's even Firefly. There's Lieutenant Stone in the deck." It just took off on its own. Why? Why did we need that moment? I don't think we did. You are correct. Oh, oh, make that my ringtone till the end of time. (laughs) He he never said your name, so. You know what? I know. And it's only for me anyway. It's my ringtone. It has the uh, uh, world weariness of... uh, of a Chan that's seven years older. Uh, Cause if you had got him uh, back in the day when it was like, you're correct. Uh, that would have been a lot more satisfying, I think, rather than the sort of defeated. <laughs> no, I think Ray wants you defeated. <laughs> no, oh, okay. the defeated Chan honestly Perfect. gets me to sleep at night. Perfect. <laughs> We've nailed it. You guys. <laughs> yeah. And then that's literally, The hard out of the episode. What I like about the Hasbro channel, they don't mess around with closing credits. You get one moment. We're in the next episode. Shut up. Boom. It's wonderful. They're hoping they can just slide them in uh, without you noticing. Get them views. Get them views. And you know what? It's worked on more than one occasion for me. I'd be like, what happened? Ah, we're in the next episode. God damn it. I'm still waiting for Gina to not realize that another episode has started and then to get like 10 minutes into the next one before she realizes and then like hit us with spoilers in the previous episode. Oh no, the second the credits start, I I There's no credits. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did I watch two episodes? You might have, Gina. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wait, uh, did we all see when Firefly became president? Oh Whoa. my god. Oh no, she's she's jumped ahead. Oh. Yeah, uh also uh Ed Baldwin becomes president and for all mankind fourth episode two, for, uh, season 4 finale. And then Al Gore becomes president. Mm. 
Yeah, except oh. that Al Gore actually is president in uh, for all mankind. I wish I lived there. No. Yeah. Anyway, so we're ending here. Go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, we love you. If you're a Patreon uh, patron, we just know that we appreciate you and we know we don't do enough for you. And come the new year, New Year's resolutions, uh, we would like to. The New Year's uh, I would past, like to do man. more things. I would like to do a lot. It means another- 2025 <laughs> New Year. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. No, what I would like to do is, you know, we've done this before. A live recording with the fans listening and providing commentary as we go. And quite honestly, I think that's been very successful in the past. Let's do it again. We'll do that. We also uh, are coming up soon-ish on the movie, the uh, oh, boy. movie from like 2009. Live action. We still have we still have some months to go before then. Let's not get yeah. too. We just started this season. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna black out uh, the interim episodes and just wake up <laughs> when the movie's here. Not a surprise. I can't wait for that movie. It's a uh, very. There's so much wrong with that movie. I think it's, I think I have only seen it twice and not for a while and not in a while. So I'm excited to now watch it knowing who every every single character is. <laughs> That's going to make Please. you so mad. You it's going to make you so upset. Uh also patrons, we will uh get the get a book going, so you can look forward to that. Mm. I guess. We're writing a book? Point. You mean a find your fate book, Robert Clark Chan? I Can I, I mean, put this on the schedule right now? No, I've got a twenty-year-old cat. I've got to go feed. <laughs> not, no, I mean put it on the schedule, not do the book yeah, right now. Yeah, I know, but that'll be that'll be fifteen more minutes of t- us talking schedules. Yeah, we should probably just end it now. <laughs> Strikes wherever they attack, G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Sigma Six. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.